Hey, this is Lauren BR, and this is The Authentic Podcast. Okay, hi everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Authentic. I'm so excited y'all are listening. Today's guest is one of my dearest and closest friends, and I'm so pumped for y'all to hear her speak. Um, she's a singer and a songwriter who has an EP out on Spotify and has performed various gigs this summer, including at Sharp Top, a Young Life camp. She's all around an amazing person, and she does the most beautiful job of letting everyone know how loved they are by our Savior. I don't have enough good words to say about her. Welcome, Caitlin. Oh my goodness, you're so sweet, Lauren. I'm so just honored that you want to interview me. She's so sweet. Um, but yeah, Lauren's like probably one of the best people in the world. Oh my so goodness. this is gonna be a really amazing podcast. I'm so excited. Well, thank you. So I kind of already like said a little bit about you, but kind of just tell us who you are, what you're involved in, your relationship with the Lord, and kind of like what's next for you in your life. Yeah, so I am from Homa, Louisiana. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, uh, and my family loves the Lord. I've been a believer from a young age, and um, I feel like my testimony is just a testimony of, like, God's continued faithfulness in my life, um, of, like, even when I would turn away from him, he just continued to chase me down and give me grace and love, and I'm so grateful for that, and um, yeah. I love music. I play guitar, and I sing, and I love to write. Um, I went to LSU for two years. I tried out, like, four different majors and I hated all of them um, and so I'm transferring to Belmont to pursue music and study songwriting but yeah that's what's up next for me. So so exciting one of the things I wanted to ask you about that is what made you be bold in your faith to decide to transfer schools kind of what was the deciding factor because I know listeners might have some decisions of their own whether big or small and um, it'd be cool to hear your wisdom on this. Yeah, so um, I actually wanted to go to Belmont, like from the beginning, it was like my original dream school, but um, I ended up just going to LSU because it was in state and close to home. Um, and that was just such an amazing, like part of my life because the Lord just blessed me with the best community I could have ever asked for. Um, like Lauren, you and all of our friends are literally the result of like my mother's answered prayers. I'm not even kidding. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, leaving is definitely really bittersweet. But but um, the reason I'm transferring is just because, like, like I said, I tried out like four majors and I just like from the beginning, I've always wanted to pursue music. And I just feel like the opportunities at Belmont um, are really what I'm looking for when it comes to like my career and pursuing music. Um, and like it just I, it definitely I mean, I probably could have found a way at LSU, but like the opportunities and um, the professors and uh, the opportunities for collaboration um, is just, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Um, but yeah, so I just, I really have a passion for music and I want to use it to glorify the Lord and make him known. And I knew that um, if God like laid that on my heart, like why, why not go for it? Um, and he's really opened doors. And um, so, yeah. That's so awesome. I'm so excited for you and to just like get to watch you go on this journey. Um, so the next thing I wanted to ask you is how can you hear the Lord's voice and discern what his plan is for you? So you can go along with um, this, but also any other ways and like decisions you've made where you've really um, heard the Lord's voice strongly. Yeah. So that was like a big part of it for me, just because 
um, I was really like obsessed with, okay, what is God's will for my life? Like, how do I not mess this up? Um, like, is his plan for me to go to Nashville or does he want me at LSU for a reason? Like, would it be a sin to leave? Would it be a sin to stay? And like, I never saw like move to Nashville written on a billboard. So, you know, um, it's, it's hard like making those big decisions because a lot of times people want to hear God's voice because like decisions are hard and a lot of times we don't want like the full responsibility of like, what if we make a bad decision, you know? Um, but I think that um, thinking of it as like, um, so God has a will for like the way, so like God's will is like different parts. Like he has a will for like the way that the world is going to go, like his will for like redemption and bringing humanity back to himself through Christ and the what he's unraveling just like in human history. Um, and then he has like plans for like our salvation and sanctification um and then he has like a specific plan for our lives and the first two are supposed to inform like the specific plan for our lives and like if you look at ephesians um 2 8 through 10 it says um for by grace you've been saved through faith and this is not of yourself it's a gift of god not a result of work so that no one may boast um and we are his workmanship created in christ jesus um to do the works that he's prepared in advance for us to do so like the first most important thing is like his plan for like our salvation and sanctification and obviously his plan for the world but like those things can inform like the specific things that he is like planned for us so like his specific will for me is um he's given me a passion for music he's given me like the ability to like play guitar and sing and um so how can i use those things to glorify him um and also um like he's like open doors so like one big thing for me was like my parents like my parents blessing over the whole thing because if my parents like told me no way you're not going to Nashville then I probably wouldn't be going but um that just felt like the Lord really opening a door and like I got in and like um so if the Lord hadn't opened those doors it probably just wasn't in his specific will for me but because of those things that's how I felt like the Lord's voice and just a lot of prayer and um God like doesn't make everything crystal clear for us like sometimes he I don't know might give you a vision he's powerful enough to do that but like he wants us to seek him out and um it's been a really like I would not like have all of this like understanding of like his will I like unless I went through this process of like seeking him out because I don't know he just really used this process of like deciding whether or not to do this to really draw me close to him and seek um his I guess specific role for my life so that's pretty much it on that that was so good I was listening and I was like <laughs> oh my goodness she's so wise I'm eating this oh. <laughs> and I hope that everyone listening is like wow that was so good <laughs> that's so sweet oh my gosh <laughs> because it was but um I feel like I just learned so much in like a few seconds so you're oh. awesome. um, but, <laughs> um but now a more kind of I guess fun question not that God's will for your life is it fun but um what are you most excited for in regards to your move to Nashville and what are you looking forward to yeah um I'm just so excited to be surrounded by like of like people who just love music and like are creating music and are excited about music and literally I went to go um like apartment shopping and there was just live music everywhere like literally at like the mall there was just an amazing band and I just I'm so excited because I love live music and um just to be in a place where like people know how to like record and produce and like um 
there's so many, I don't know, places to get plugged into that you can like collaborate with other people. I'm so excited for that. Um, and I feel like it's going to be like just a really fun adventure of just um, growth. And especially, I, I know that like, it's probably going to be really hard at first, just not having an immediate like big group of community like I did at LSU. Um, but in a weird way, I'm just really excited to see like what the Lord is going to do with that and um I'm excited how to I'm excited to learn how to like lean on the Lord in that um and just rely on him as like I don't know because he doesn't promise that we're gonna have like amazing community um for every single second of our lives so um just really uh getting to grow closer to him in that and draw near to him in that so I'm, I'm excited for everything pretty much I'm so excited for you and to like get to go meet your new friends. As silly as that sounds, like I'm like excited to be like, oh my gosh, like who are going to be her best friends there? And like, what will they be like? And I don't know. I also, this is going to sound silly, but I like already just imagine you there. I'm like, wait, like I loved being like your friend and getting to meet you at LSU, but I'm like, Caitlin belongs in Nashville, like in the best way. I'm like, I just, you know what I mean? Like even the way you would dress at LSU, you were like slayed, but it was like, that is Nashville. <laughs> that is too good for Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You know what I'm saying? Like just little things. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> so I'm really excited for you for that and to hopefully visit you at like fall break or something like that. Oh, I cannot wait for you to come visit. It's going to be so fun. I know. Um, so the next question I have is kind of a little bit different, but same lines. It's how do you stay humble and glorify the Lord, um, while you're worshiping? This is one thing I admire about you is like when you're on stage, um, at our college ministry refuge and you're just like up there worshiping the Lord and it's like nothing about you at all. And I feel like that's something I admire. You've just done such a good job of being like, this is not about me. This is not about me. Um, so just kind of advice for people that might be, um, leading worship, but just leading other things and how can they serve the Lord and only glorify him and not, and humble themselves, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, first of all, that's so encouraging. Thank you so much, um, because that's definitely such, I think for anyone who's a musician, um, any like Christian who is a musician, that is just such a big struggle because you're literally like putting yourself in a place where everyone's looking at you um, and you're using your talents the Lord has given you to glorify him and there's such like a I don't know a pull each way where it's like I like I want to sound good I want people to think I'm good I want to like do I look weird or like um and then like the other side is like nope this is about the Lord um how do I just like focus on the Lord wholeheartedly and just like um I don't know so it's it's definitely like it's nothing I could do on my own 100% like I, if, if I have any humility at all, it is all through the Lord and all his own humility that he's given to me. Um, but when I think of like pride and humility, I think a lot of times people are like, okay, I need to be humble. And then they think of humility as like being like, oh, I'm bad. I am not worthy. I am like, and then pride is like, oh, I'm awesome. You know? Um, but I think that it's more of like, um, hum humility is just like focusing outwardly instead of inwardly. And like, so that's like focusing on the Lord and others. Um, so like in, uh, in the context of worship, like humility would just be like understanding that like, it's about the Lord. It's about focusing completely on the Lord and leading other people into focusing on the Lord rather than like yourself. Um, and just uh, like, whether it's leading worship, or for me like I do restaurant gigs um like how can I point people to Christ and that's hard for me because like when I'm doing like I guess when I'm not leaving worship and I'm doing like a restaurant gig um it's so easy for me to be like 
I don't know, make it all about myself. But um, something that I've just been really challenged in is I just want to make everything, I mean, if my whole purpose in life is to glorify the Lord, like I want to make sure that everything I do is glorifying the Lord. So I'm not a perfect, humble worship leader or musician, but it's just so encouraging to hear you like, I don't know, encourage me in that. So thank you. Oh, well, of course. And I feel like that's really applicable to, you know, anything we do in life, whether it's worship or not just leading worship, but worshiping or um, even like girls going through rush coming up or school grades yeah. even in this podcast. I feel like just like focusing on like your purpose and like an outward mindset is really important because I feel like it's easy to make everything in life, like all about ourselves. So yeah. Yeah. And even when, like, when it comes to, like, gifts and um, things like that, like, if we start to think that, like, we have gotten these things on our own, like, that becomes so dangerous because you think of, like, King Nebuchadnezzar in the Bible. He um, was, like, sitting on top of his temple one day and was like, oh, wow, I did good. Like, I, I conquered all this land by myself when in actuality it was God who, like, delivered it into his hands. And because of that, like, God humbled him and he, like, I don't know, went insane and lived with, like, the donkeys for seven years um, or something like that in the wilderness. Um, but I just, like, think of that, like, the Lord shows favor to the humble, but he opposes the proud. Like he has the ability to humble people. And I think that like having a humble mindset, well, first, like just having a mindset of like who God is and who we are in comparison to him. Um, that's so important because like, you know, anything good is a gift from the father. And I think that's an important way to just look at everything. For sure. And that's something I definitely need to work on. I mean, I think everyone always does. So that was yeah. good to hear. <laughs> um, so I know this is kind of going along with that, but what was it like to record your worship um, EP? Kind of go through that experience, how you stayed humble and just like things you learned. Because I just think it's really cool to hear you talk about recording music in the whole process. So. Yeah, well, that was like the coolest experience I've ever had in my life. Um, so basically that came up, that opportunity came up through um, Young Life. I was involved with Young Life um, and the director was like putting together, I guess it's it's not technically like associated with Young Life. Oh, that was some really loud thunder, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's raining over here. But um, basically he like connected me with these two artists who were like big in the Young Life scene, but it's not like associated with Young Life, if that makes any sense. Anyways, we went to um, San Diego and um, we sat in a, like this church steeple. So the steeple was a recording studio. It was the coolest thing that I've ever seen. Um, but like the bottom, uh, the bottom floor was just like a piano and like, it was, it was really cute in there. Um, and we sat in there and we recorded, we wrote three songs, three worship songs. And that was just really cool to see like how other artists like write, how, um, like collaboration works and um then we recorded it in like in switchfoot's music studio which is really cool and we like made videos to go along with it and it was all super like um like not super produced and super like raw and like um i think we we did everything like fully through so we didn't take like multiple multiple takes where it's like you're re-recording like one vocal line over and over again it was all like we just kind of like did it like live three times and I think they just chose the best one and like kind of like tweaked it here and there but I, I'm no like producing expert 
um, yet, hopefully, but, um, <laughs> but it was so fun. And it just really opened my eyes because like those two musicians, it was Tyson Motzenbacher and Shua, and they were just so awesome. And they were really encouraging to me. And they were like, no, like, you're really good. Like, we were worried that like, whenever uh, Scott sent us this random girl that it was going to be like, I don't know, kind of weird, because she wasn't going to be good. But then they were super encouraging. And they're like, no, you're good. Um, and so that just also opened my eyes to realize that like, you can totally be a musician and like, make your like, I don't know, you can make a career out of doing music. And so that was really encouraging to me. And I was like, oh, interesting. I might want to do that. <laughs> but yeah. That's so crazy. I didn't even know that you were in like a church steeple until right this it moment. I guess so I never knew that. Oh my gosh. No, it was like the coolest thing. The bottom level was like this really cute piano and then like a surfboard because it's in San Diego and super cute and had like flower, like like succulents everywhere. And then the next floor was like the computer and all like the recording equipment and then like like a line of guitars and like other really fun stuff like basses and then you go upstairs and it's like this attic and it's got like all these like I think they were like I don't know sheets on the roof or something and then it had like a mic stand and like a drum set and like it was so cool oh my gosh and I remember you probably remember this the first time you like played the music for me in the Bella Bella parking lot and I just started crying because I was like I'm literally so proud of Caitlin like this is so cool I have chills like what the heck I don't know if you remember that yes I remember that that was this really sweet day <laughs> it was and I guess I just cry a lot but like in a good way like I cry when I'm like happy you know yeah it was sweet no yeah oh that was fun good times good times um but so the next question is what inspires your music? Because I know you also do like songwriting on your own and um, things like that. So like what and who kind of inspires your music? I kind of know the answer to this already, but I think it'd be cool if other people got to hear your answer. Yeah. yeah so I think that my music is really inspired by like my experiences, my friends and um, nature, honestly. And I mean, mostly the Lord, but like um, just the experiences that I've been through and that my friends have been through. I love like making stories out of songs, if that makes any sense. Um, and like, as far as my process goes, it's, it's pretty random, but I usually start with like an idea or like a concept. And then um, I'll add on a chord progression, then a melody, then words, and then everything else kind of, you know, in between. And then um, I think, I don't know, I always will just be driving. I think when I listen to music is when I get the most inspired. So especially when I'm driving, I'll just like write random like lines of lyrics in my notes app. And so I have like just, uh, it's it's so crazy. I just have like random words in my notes app that's like probably will never be songs, but I don't know. I'll just be like, ooh, this kind of sounds cool and just write it down, but yeah. Wait, I never knew that either. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I never did. Also, who are, like, some music recommendations you can give us? Like, who do you like to listen to? Like, worship music or non-worship music, too? Like, anyone. Okay, okay. So, for worship music, I am a Shane and Shane girl. I love how they, like, do the psalms, and I, I love, like, old worship music, because I feel like, I don't know, just, like, the repetition and, like, the reverence of it all is just something that I just really cherish and like the the psalms Shane and Shane like has a series of like the psalms that they just like took psalms and like recorded them words for word in song song form and it really helps with like memorization um but it's also just 
awesome. Um, and then Jonathan Ogden is another like Christian artist that I really like. Um, I mean, Chris Renzma is awesome. Um, as far as non-worship people go, I am obsessed with John Mayer. Um, I'm obsessed with Yeba and Jacob Collier is a recent obsession of mine. And then like, oh, I don't know. I'll, I go through like phases where I like will only listen to one artist and then I won't listen to them for like a year. Um, but so far, John Mayer and like Tori Kelly and Jacob Collier and Yeba have like out outlasted the phases. So <laughs> those are my favorites. <laughs> so definitely go listen to Shane and Shane if you're listening to this. But also this might get some hate because I, I do love Taylor Swift. She's awesome. But John Mayer is amazing. He's so good. to him and I got to go. That's like probably one of my favorite memories with you is the John Mayer concert. And that was like, Literally, I was like, wait, I'm in love with him. Like, he's so <laughs> awesome. Like, he's a king on the guitar. Like, he's amazing. And he's so attractive, which also might be <laughs> embarrassing to say um, on Spotify. But, like, thank you for introducing me to him. Like, please, everyone listening, go listen. What's your favorite John Mayer song? What would you say is, like, oh, the number wow. one you could listen to? Oh, gosh. It changes, like, very often. But after the concert, I think Belief is my favorite. For it's sure. It's so good. It's so good. But he, he's just so good. Like, his lyrics are great. His, well, not all of them. I mean, like, they're intelligent. Sometimes they're, like, a little inappropriate. But his lyrics are really intelligent and, like, thoughtful. Um, and his, he's just, like, insane, like, vocally. He's insane on guitar and I don't know. He's amazing. <laughs> I know. Wild Blue is like my favorite one for the summer. I'm like, oh, this is the yes. summer. I love it. No, it is a very summery vibe. I love that one. But enough about John Mayer because that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> um, so kind of switching gears to like your time at LSU because obviously you don't really know what the future holds as much. But um, what was your time like at LSU and specifically going first with how was Rush for you? Because I know that like whenever I um, post this, it might be like when girls are about to rush. So how did you um, make sure you found your identity in Christ and stood firm just specifically in Rush? Yeah. Um, LSU was what sorority you're in and stuff too because I oh, guess yeah, I was in KD at LSU, um, and um, Rush was a little different for us since we were uh, on Zoom for COVID. That was pretty sad, but um, it was still stressful. I mean, I think that it's so hard. Like, Rush is so hard because you're, you're like, being interviewed to be in a group of friends, and it's, like, really intense because it's, like, I don't know. It's kind of personal if you get cut, but um, I don't know. I think that just maintaining, like, one, humility – um but also like I think humility can go both ways like you can be prideful in like thinking too highly of yourself and you can be prideful and thinking too lowly of yourself like okay I don't know if that makes sense like if you're like insanely like oh I don't know I suck I'm like the worst human being ever I'm not pretty like nobody likes me um like it that can that can like really hurt you because um it can hurt like the potential for friendships um, because when you're like really like focused on your own like shortcomings or insecurities of what you think may be shortcomings, um, it can really like prevent you from like reaching out. And um, so I know that like I really struggled with insecurity and I like I thought that I was like the most awkward human in the whole wide world. And I maybe am a little awkward, but I like would not like make any friends because I was like, I'm too awkward. No one's going to like me. And that can kind of be prideful in a way because it's like 
keeping again like keeping all the focus on you and it's like my mom this is what my mom would tell me she would be like Kaylin you have so much to offer like um by like being prideful and like only focusing on yourselves you're like she would tell me that like people are missing out so like my encouragement to anyone who's struggling with like insecurity is like if you think too lowly of yourself you're risking like people missing out on like how awesome you really are and missing out on being friends with you um but that was just my little soapbox for a second um but anyways just have confidence in who the lord made you to to be there's nothing wrong with being confident in who the lord made you to be um be authentic <laughs> authentic <laughs> um be authentic uh about christ and about like um who you are because authenticity is just so valuable especially today um and I think that um, what something that I really was like intentional about was like um, during rush, I was like, hey, I want to find Christian community in my sorority. And sometimes that would get me cut. And sometimes I ended up in a great, well, not sometimes I did end up in a great sorority. So I'm really happy about that. But definitely like be intentional about like being honest about what you want in a sorority. And um, I found a lot of community in like, um, a campus uh, ministry, which was the refuge. And um, that was awesome. So like, sometimes like maybe you go through rush and you get plugged into a sorority and you find that like, okay, wow, this wasn't what I was expecting. Um, like there's other places to get plugged into too. Um, and yeah, definitely just finding Christian community is so important because like, those are the people who are gonna like pour into you and like build you up and like speak life into your life so um that was kind of like a jumble of words but <laughs> I hope no. that made sense. no it did and I definitely agree with that of the point that like a sorority is great and you can find community in it and you can find great friends but I feel like sometimes people go into the college with like or the mindset into college of you know these are my only friends this is the only way to find yeah. community. and it, there's so many awesome ways and I mean like you're my best friend and you're in a different sorority and that's okay yeah. you know yeah so, Cause like, I honestly, like most, I mean, Pi Fi's definitely listening to this. I love you. And we're all close friends, but a lot of my really close friends are all in different sororities or are in sororities. And like, that's totally okay. And I feel like I kind of went into the mindset of college of like, they all have to be from my sorority and like, it's okay mm -hmm. if they aren't. And then also the point you brought up, people always say like during rush, like don't talk about your faith. Like that's a big no, but I feel like ignore that. Like yeah. totally. Yeah. Faith. And I know like when I, um, Rush girls, like I'm so willing to talk about my faith as well. So I don't feel like, don't let that scare you. Cause I, I know that in a lot of your conversations, you talked about your faith and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, that really helped. And um, yeah, about like being in different sororities from your friends, that's so like our whole friend group, like I feel like we're all down the row. And yeah, like, are, yeah. Yeah, one of my best friends isn't even in a sorority. Um, you can totally just find community like from people of any story, any like background, um, just keeping an open mind is the best. And like, it can seem like rush is like the end of the world if, if it doesn't like go how you specifically want it to. But I think that the Lord is just so awesome. He can work in whatever like area or yeah, he can work in anything. So yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. And then also, this is kind of like a two-part question, but whenever you're um, like on the other side of rush, how do you stand strong and still being like loving? Because I know there's lots of issues with that. And then secondly, just as a whole, how do you sort of navigate Greek life and still stand firm in your faith? Because I know that there can be temptations and there can be things like that. So kind of like a two-part question. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. Um, I think being on the other side of rush was really discouraging. Um, And it was pretty hard. Um, and I have to be honest, I am glad I don't have to do that again because there's no story. Well, I think there are sororities in Belmont, but they don't have a Katie. Um, but it's just really like, it's so time consuming and, um, like a lot of times, like it's, it can feel really like discouraging just because people are like tearing people down. Um, but I think I just tried to make sure that like, the words that were coming out of my mouth were uplifting. Um, and James 3, I think, talks about taming the tongue and just making sure that, like, we're speaking words of life um, in any situation. And it can be so tempting to be, like, I don't know. It can be so tempting to tear people down. But um, just making sure that, like, we speak about people in a way that, like, is honoring to who the per to who they are in like Christ and who Christ has made them to be and just seeing everyone as like a, a daughter or um, of Christ uh, in that context. And yeah, um, as far as like being in Greek life as a Christian, um, it can definitely be hard. There's a lot of temptations, um, but I think the most important thing is Christian community. If um, I found really awesome Christian community in my um pledge class uh Emily our best friend she's like my best friend shout out Emily Emily. um she we met through Katie and I'm so grateful for that because like yeah sometimes they're like Greek life can be really hard but it also did bring me like amazing people and so I'm so grateful for that um but like get involved in the sorority Bible studies. Um, And then also whenever you do have community in your, like in your sorority, then when you go to like those events, um, you have like accountability and you have people who can keep you um, like having fun, even if you're not participating in everything, you know? Um, And that's really helped for me. Yeah. And definitely I feel like that was all really good. The community part is cool. And I know some girls are like, well, like there's no one like, that I know that's also a Christian, but I feel like you found ways to reach out to people and you went to Bible study. So sometimes it doesn't just fall into your lap. You have to be intentional and diligent Mm -hmm. and seek out the community. But like, once you do, it's so rewarding and worth it. So yeah, definitely. But okay. So overall, this is more of like a broad LSU question, but how did you navigate, um, both years, but freshman year, sophomore year at an SEC school and, um, just how did you find community? How did you just, you know, get through life, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I just like encourage so strongly to seek out, like intentionally seek out Christian community. Um, I would not have had any fun if I didn't have Christian community. Um, I I think freshman year, because it was COVID, um, all my classes were online and I had nothing to do. I think I was involved in like seven Bible studies (laughs) or maybe seven or eight it was way too much for my plate and I was very overwhelmed by it all but I just was like I need Christian fellowship and so I just like signed up for everything 
Um, and that was so fruitful. I mean, I did have to learn to say no to a few things because obviously you can't like, <laughs> you can't do everything, but um, I found amazing community. And um, again, like when you have Christian community, then those people can like help you at like, especially at an SEC school, there can be a lot of like temptations and stuff. Those people can keep you accountable. You can find like fun alternatives to things. Um, and yeah, it was really fun. And I'm really sad to leave. Um, the Lord really blessed me with community. Oh, also just pray. I mean, like I prayed and prayed for community. I didn't really have great community in high school. I had um, some really sweet friends, but I, I grew up in a small town where, um, I don't know, it just was really hard to find like people who, I don't know, there, there just wasn't a big presence of like Christians in my hometown. And so um, there was definitely some times of loneliness and just like whenever I was going into college, I just prayed and prayed for community. And I kind of was a little like, I don't know, I had a negative mindset going in because I was like, it's an SEC school, like I'm not going to find any community. And the Lord just provided abundantly more than I could have ever imagined. But yeah. Yeah, I know we'll miss you so much, but I'm excited for you for your next journey. But also adding on to that is I feel like there's like this misconception that Christians can have fun or like if they do have fun, it's just like weird and strange. And like, you know what, maybe it is, but like, I just feel like we have so much fun and like, just like a blast doing things that still glorify God. Like I'm trying to think of examples that like don't sound silly. Cause like we do like to play in the rain on parking garage roofs, which does sound silly, but it's really fun. You know, it's so much fun. Sonic, yogurt land. I don't know. Yeah. simple things but they're just so much fun and when you're doing it in community of people who really love you and love the lord it's just so sweet because i don't know i feel like i learn so much every time i'm with you i'm so filled up and it's like we're not like competing against each other or tearing each other down and like we all have the same purpose and like i don't know if you learn anything from this it's just that community is so important i feel like well, yeah. i don't know if you probably agree but <laughs> oh 100 percent. you put that amazing it's it's because yeah it does seem like oh christians probably don't have any fun but we really have so much fun. And I feel like, I don't know, it's just so, I feel like I feel so intentionally loved every time we hang out because I don't know, just with the people that the Lord have blessed, has blessed me with. Um, I don't know. It's just been really sweet and I'm really thankful for it. And yeah, seek out Christian community is the best. <laughs> yes. And it's like, you're having fun, like not necessarily in the way the world would think is fun or like what you're getting out of it, but you're desires that the Lord has given you has given you a different mm -hmm. idea of fun I don't really know if that made sense but no that's good I like that but so my last question for you is I think I'm going to ask this to every guest I haven't decided yet but um <laughs> just one thing that the Lord is teaching you right now that you want to share with us um doesn't have to do with anything we talk about but just like specifically in this moment what is something he's teaching you okay um that's a big one for this summer um, I feel like my word of the summer is like faithfulness. I worked at a summer camp for seven weeks. What, and what camp was, was it? Kanakak. <laughs> I grew up going there. It's so awesome. I love it. I, this is my second summer on staff. And um, I just really saw the Lord's faithfulness in literally everything. I was reading Hosea and um, that's just a beautiful story of his faithfulness. It's the story of how like 
so basically God calls the prophet Hosea to marry an unfaithful woman and um, she leaves him time and time again and he continues to just chase after her and it's this picture of like God with us well in that time it's God in Israel but it's applies to us like we run away and run away and he's always faithful if we are um, if we belong to him and we're his children he always goes after us he always pursues us and I think that's just something that's so beautiful um, especially in my life because like I I've known the Lord from a young age and that's a lot of time for mess ups <laughs> and so I just feel like the Lord has been so faithful in my life um, and looking back and like having to tell my testimony to little girls for five weeks you just really see the Lord's faithfulness and also just in the little things like I was just really struggling one week and he completely just I don't know, spoke to every single thing I was like, I wrote like an angry Psalm in my, in my journal, because I was really just like so tired. And I was like, God, I need you to answer this prayer. And I, he like, point by point answered everything in like the next, like in my Bible study and, um, and in like a talk that the director gave us. And, um, that was like the biggest examples of his faithfulness. And then that exact thing that I was struggling with, um, like I got to speak into a girl's life, right? Like the next week, the exact thing. And so just seeing like examples of that over and over again, uh, just remind me of his faithfulness. And um, that has been like the theme for like this season of my life. So yeah. That's so good. I can't wait to listen to this back and like hear it <laughs> for myself and be like, wow, that is so wise. Oh my but gosh, um, just thank you for being my first guest and for being willing to, you know, answer some questions, be a little more vulnerable about things. Um, I'm just so happy and you just like said some awesome stuff. So would you go ahead and pray for everyone listening and then we'll close? Yeah, definitely. Um, dear Lord Jesus, thank you so much for Lauren and thank you so much for who you are and um, just giving her a heart to make this podcast. God, I know that you are going to work um, just so faithfully through this, God. I just pray that um, it can bless people and that you can just um, provide um, comfort and wisdom for people, um, not through anything that me or Lauren say or anyone say, but only through your Holy Spirit, God. Um, I just pray for school coming up. I just pray that, um, especially with Rush and everything, you just um, draw people to you in the midst of crazy times, God. Um, Lord, we know that you are faithful and that you can do abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine God and I just pray that over our lives I pray that over all of the people listening um and yeah we just praise you for who you are we praise you for um the sacrifice and the grace that you freely give and we ask all these things in your name amen amen that was so good thank you everyone so much for listening to the first episode of authentic and we'll see you next week Wow, that was so good. Caitlin is amazing and just so wise and a great first guest. So thank you to everyone for listening. But I just want to end with some scripture um, because I feel like that's super important. And my friend Kara, my sweet friend Kara that I met at camp reminded me of this verse that she's really been, um, you know, focusing on this summer. And I thought it'd be a good way to close um, just a verse that I really like right now and encourage everyone to go read themselves. And it is Hebrews 12, 11. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So as you go into new seasons of life, um, you know, no matter who's reading this, a lot of changes end up normally coming in the fall, but just know that 
all discipline may seem painful right now, but it's going to yield to peaceful fruit of righteousness. And I think that's really encouraging. So have a great day and thanks to everyone who listened.